Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, it's Thursday, and that means it's time for another Lifestyle Business Podcast, the LBP, hashtag yeah, buddy, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. And those around me today is my captain, my co-host, a man who thinks Facebook is a competitive intelligence tool. Welcome to the program, Ian. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, we will have a quick tip. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be good, and it's going to be a quick tip, we promise. Ian, it's time for the news, man. Where are you at? What you been doing? I just got back from uh, Puerto Rico, so I was down in the Caribbean for a couple days. Damn, what you doing down there? Yeah, I was down there for a friend's wedding. Actually, I'd never been down there before, so uh, weather was real nice. You know, the water is pretty clear. It's it's kind of similar to uh, to Bali down there in terms of uh, the climate. Speaking of imperialism, American imperialism, I'm back in the Philippines. If you can hear in the background, we're having a little bit of a dynamite circle meetup. Um, and actually, the meat and potatoes for this episode is going to be a fantastic interview by some really sharp guys that I met here at the party. Just a couple quick news updates. Just a big welcome to John McIntyre. Welcome to the Tropical NBA family. He's going to fit right in. Uh, we're really building out a great crew. We've got nine guys now. That's a great group of alums. It's so cool to hang out with these guys. The response to the most recent Tropical NBA has been insane, Ian. We have 50 applications so far. And they're excellent. I mean, it's truly inspiring the kind of passion people have poured into their, you know, their aspirations and their applications and everything. So I know you've seen only a few, but they're just fantastic, man. So it's really inspiring. Uh, also, we got a quick call from Joel Runyon. Let's listen to that. Dan, Ian, this is Joel Runyon from Blog Impossible Things and Impossible HQ. What's up? I'm wondering what it's going to cost me to get a link to uh, Impossible HQ and what it's going to take to get the whole Lifestyle Business Podcast gang in some Impossible t-shirts. Yep, this is a completely shameless plug for something I launched this past week, ImpossibleHQ.com. Want to give you a shout. Hope you guys are doing well and having fun in the battle at Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Joel. So to answer your two questions, what's this going to cost you for a link? Only your soul, brother. Linksy done. And what's this going to cost to get us some, in some Impossible HQ t-shirts? Just the shipping costs. So, Ian, uh, maybe we'll just kick Joel the home office address. <laughs> are, you, are you willing to ro- rock an Impossible HQ t-shirt? Absolutely. I'm into the slim fit, though, Joel, so I don't want any, uh, I don't want any beefy tees over here. All right, guys. Well, this one is exciting. I'd like to start bringing more guests onto the program, and we're getting that started here in this episode. Uh, Let's get moving on to the meat and potatoes zero to online empire in 12 months. All right, well, I'm sitting here at a very informal DC meetup with two future podcasters, Joe and Justin, from my new favorite blog, AdSenseFlippers.com. We don't have a lot of guests on the show, but we're doing this today because these guys are totally legit. And inspiring me to take a lot of action in my business, in particular when it comes to defining processes, giving my employees clear roles and expectations and stuff like that. You guys have an amazing story. Your back's up against the wall in the Philippines 10 months ago. Last month you did 25 grand on your new business. That's not even the existent business. I was having troubles. Let's talk about the genesis because a lot of people listening are in this position where there's a lot of uncertainty they face. They don't know how to get started. What's that feel like? You know, How did you guys make this 
from tell us the stories. Give me the background here. So we run an outsourcing company in Davao City, Philippines, and we had a problem where we had one of our clients canceling. First, we're gonna lose that revenue, but second, we had all these great outsourcers trained agents that we weren't able to use anymore. We weren't able to make right. money with them. So we didn't want to be stuck in a situation where you know we keep them on board for a few months while we find a replacement. So we were kind of stuck where I said, you know, look, if we can just find a way for them to cover their costs, if we can pay for their salaries and just kind of get them by until we find a new client, we'll be key, right? We'll be in good shape. So the idea was is that we did some research online and found a potential process where we can take niche sites and put AdSense on them, monetize via AdSense, and just put up a bunch of those sites. So now everybody's saying AdSense sites. I mean, this is, this is like the worst way to make money online. Are you crazy? What, it, Joe? You you weren't hip to this, so no. I I really thought that you know it was filled of those uh, be a millionaire in five minutes guys. You know those guys with the really long sales pages that always want to sell you stuff. How to you know live the lifestyle that kind of thing. Hype right. more than real concrete stuff. And the the first month that we did it, we only made. $33. So what so. was the first step? Like when you, you came to the table with this process, what did you do? You go to GoDaddy and you just buy a bunch of domains and start putting up WordPress? Or how does it... Man, I, I'll tell you, it was, it was a bit complicated. So I had to try to figure it out based on some of the stuff I read online. And uh, I was able to find out how to do keyword research via like Market Samurai, that type of thing. But I first did it like without any tools and just tried to figure Where, it where's out. Where's the music coming from? This country. It's fine. This is Phil I, we can set the scene real quick. We're, we're in Puerto Galera, sitting by the the yachts harbor. It's absolutely beautiful, and it's the Philippines, so it's you can never gonna get a quiet spot. No, no. I, this this podcast has been invaded by like uh, roosters outside of the door, trikes, jeepneys, you name it. So this is par for the course. So anyway, first uh, so, steps out the door. Yeah. So uh, doing some keyword research, trying to figure out what keywords would be good. We completely screwed that up the first go around. I mean, I'd say the first five or six sites, we targeted keywords that weren't exact match, that were broad match. Anyway, made a real mess of it. Didn't make any money on, uh, with those sites to start. And I realized my mistake and okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll make a few adjustments here. But we got started, built out some sites and, and I was kind of excited. You know, it's kind of a new thing to be doing and messing around with. I put in probably 80 to 100 hours the first month and we made a total of $33. Devastating. I was crushed. Man. <laughs> and I, I crushed. thought, I, you know, I thought I was, you know, I was like, ah, I told you so, you know. Right. And I, I just felt kind of guilty about it because he put so much time and effort into it. And I kept looking at the daily reports going, you know, 17 cents. Are you kidding me? Like, one thing that doing? amazes me about what you guys did is like, it just seems like you took massive action. And when you do that, you know, you expose yourself to all these opportunities, even in your case, all these keyword and niche opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then the, the compounding value of time and process. We're going to talk about process later, but speaking of the time compounding value, when was the moment that you were like, we're on to something here, like this is going to happen? I'd say probably March, right? We started, we, we were getting up to like $30, $35 a day. And we said, okay, well, based on the work that we're doing, this is pretty effective. And then I'd say probably when we had our first site sale, after we did our first site sale and people were all over it, like clamoring to get our sites, and we were brand new to this, like we were like, wow, this is cool. I had a good idea in February that we'd be able to scale it and at least pay for the agents that were working on it and could have another revenue stream along with our outsourcing business. Maybe it wouldn't, you know, make us millionaires overnight, but we could scale it and build it but when we sold that first site on flip and we had all that interest via auction right and it was just fun to see see the bids coming in bids coming in people building it up and we were like wow you know this could be a real way to to realize the 
the, the revenue more quickly than just sitting around waiting for and, assets. And that's what would have sucked. Like, we wouldn't want to have to, like, dump our own money into, like, scaling a process. Because, I mean, doing, you know, eight sites a week in the beginning isn't really going to get you very far. And if you have to wait for the revenue to catch up, right, right it takes too long. So if you can, you know, realize that cash flow up front and reinvest that into more site creation, you scale it a hell of a lot faster than you would otherwise. So you guys are like leaders in your industry vis-a-vis -vis your blog now, which I'm absolutely in love with. So let's talk about what you're doing at AdSense Flippers. Why did that get started and what's your mission there? Uh, originally, you know, we started AdSense Flippers was just kind of a, a fun way to document the process. And our idea was, and it's different from what we've done previously, where we, uh, we're giving everything away for free. Our entire process, just everything for free. Previously, we had that like you know keep your business secret kind of like mentality. Yes. And so we decided to just what the hell? I mean, it's just a project for us. It's not like our business. We can be risky, right? right. It's not that big of a deal. Say for people that that listen to your podcast, right? If they have a job, a steady job, why the hell not be risky with something like this? Yes. And yeah. it doesn't matter. You've got your money maker. Like take some risks and do some crazy stuff. So we said screw it. We'll do it for free. We could charge for it, but what the hell? We'll do it for free. And it really resonated with people. They liked it. We started getting a lot of visitors. And the idea was is that, well, okay, if we build kind of a user base or, you know, a group there, I mean, uh, number one, we can help show other people how to do it. And if they're successful, they're going to become evangelists. Right. Right? So they, they'll, they'll be the ones that help tell other people about us, and it'll really, you know, build our brand. Second, we get some people that go, oh, you know what? I don't really have the time to build the sites, but I'm down to buy them. Right. right. I'll buy your sites from you. So we're building a customer base, too. Yeah. What I would, didn't want to get into was the business of selling some ebook that could or could not work for a person. Right. Now, I either wanted to sell concrete tools that we used and that we had proven to work, which takes some development time and we're not ready to do that yet, or give away our process and then benefit from the fact that people say, oh, these guys really do know what they're doing. Right. And they really do have a process. I could follow it, but instead, I'll just buy the finished product. The ticket into the lifestyle for you guys is to buy one of your sites. Mm -hmm. You save people a bunch of time. You get a quality site on a quality keyword. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, you guys remind me of what Pat Flynn's doing, except it's more focused. So if you if you listen to this podcast, you probably read smartpassiveincome.com or listen to that podcast. Um, you guys are doing something very similar, except more focused on the AdSense niche flipping kind of thing. What were you huge fans of Pat Flynn, too. I mean, his his honesty his integrity there is just fantastic in an industry that's not always so you know what right. I mean absolutely so speaking of big numbers 25,000 next month I've got a lot to learn from you guys so I want to talk about your approach to process because you guys used to run a business process outsourcing firm mm -hmm. you not only have you made your own mistakes but you've seen the mistakes of a lot of other people's a lot of honkies like me coming over <laughs> wanting to just dump everything into the Philippines and thinking it's gonna make them a million bucks and having it not work out so what we've taken here is uh, we were talking about the analogy the metaphor of printing money yeah. Which is you develop these businesses, these processes that just print yourself money. And we decided there's four steps to that you guys are quite good at. The first one is definition. So tell us about the importance of definition when you're trying to get a process started in a business. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that because of the outsourcing company, we have a lot of experience with customers that come to us and say, hey, I want to go ahead and outsource. Well, what do you want to outsource? Oh, that's stuff. The whole thing. Just you know. do it for me. <laughs> and, and they don't really they don't really know what they want to outsource. And the most successful projects that we've worked with, the ones where customers are with us for multiple years, are the ones that are clearly defined, that have team leaders or managers in the U.S., and simply the low-level people want to be outsourced. They go ahead, take those overseas, 
train them with American people who have been doing the job for quite some time, and those run like clockwork. Yeah, they have a team lead in the U.S., right, that's running a crew there that's kind of doing all the work, like knocking it out, right. but that person in the U.S. is still responsible for the process. In your business, like when it comes to, you know, scaling your niche sites, is that a Google document that just has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? I mean, is that how you're documenting this stuff? Unfortunately, yeah, we're, we're getting a little big for Google Docs. It's that's fun. the next step, by the way. The next step in our, in our process for printing money is to document. So yeah. you guys are on Google Docs. You figured out a defined process that's going to make successful AdSense sites. How do you document well, it for your employees? Uh, well, first of all, I'll say we actually give that away too. So we have this like really pretty large spreadsheet that we give away to people. Say, hey, look, it can help you kind of build your sites as well. Oh, cool. Um, Not all the data, just the headers. <laughs> <laughs> but but basically, what we do is we record the dates when different tasks are done for different URLs. So it's a very simple step by step. You know, you have different columns where you'd have all the tasks, and then you'd have uh, all the URLs down the rows. Right. Uh, and then, of course, you put dates in when, when each task is completed. And we also put our keyword research stuff in there, too, so we can go back and take a look at, like, what we thought the site was going to do and what it actually did to see if we can, like, you know, hopefully improve over time on which sites we pick. Do you run into situations with compliance with your employees, like whether they're reporting successfully to the documents or... Maybe even your own compliance. Do you ever guys ever get sick of putting in all the data into this stuff? Of course, and that's why it's deleted rows. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to have a team leader in place who runs a very small group of people. I would say no more than two or three, right. uh, and then you have you know one honcho that's in, in charge of those people to make sure that they're doing everything correct, and so they're double checking their work uh, just to catch mistakes like that. So but, if you want to, if you want to print money like these guys, you got you define, you document, and then you teach. Yep. So what's your hiring process look like? You obviously want to, you came to the Philippines to get people on board. You're big believers in team building. So am I. I mean, I think when you look, we, we were talking today, 99% of the guys out there running successful lifestyle business and gals, they're hidden. They're not out there blogging. And most of the guys that make their livings off of the blogging, the eBooks, the selling the dream, they're solo. Yeah. Most of the guys that are really making it happen. I feel like they're, they're building a team. Hmm. So how do you guys bring people on and get them hooked into these documents and processes? We've gone through a lot of hires. We've had a bunch of people with our outsourcing company as well. So we're experienced with hiring people and like determining whether it's a good fit. And we look less for skill and more for like responsibility and whether it's someone we trust or not. Trust is a big factor for us in business. Yes. So we hire based on trust and reliability. Do they show up to the interview on time? Do they, you know, have good answers for like what they would do in this situation, that situation? And we interview everyone we hire direct. I mean, both Joe and I sit down with them. Now it took us a while to build up that team. That's one of the reasons we wanted to keep them on board instead of you know dumping them and hiring new when we have new uh, outsourcing clients was because they're trained and we've built up a strong team. Does that right. make sense? Sure. What is the opportunity in the Philippines for people listening to this podcast? They've got a online empire. Who should come? Who shouldn't? If I'm sitting back home and I, I say I have a fleet of five WordPress sites that are starting to make me money in advertising, is it still a good opportunity for me to come to the Philippines in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, to, to hire some people directly, like you want to come out here and meet them and kind of uh, get a feel for it and kind of like know your team. I think it's a really good thing. Like, you know, you can only do so much via Skype, right? So if you right. can come out there and meet and, and start to develop a team that's growing out for you. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, one of the big advantages that we had was, of course, because of the outsourcing business before we got into this ad set stuff, is we had worked with this team on other projects. So we knew who the good people were, what their skill sets were, what the advantages were by face-to-face -face interaction in the office every day. Right. So that made it a lot easier to build a team that was going to go for a new project. I think that's key too. Like if you have, uh, you know, any of your listeners, they, they, they should start to build a team for multiple projects, but they can use that team here, there, or elsewhere. 
as right. long as they have the right skill set, but keep that team together. And you'll lose some, you'll have some attrition, right? And some of that attrition is positive because you're finding better and better people as you go on. Right. Now, I would say also, if you're looking to come to the Philippines and hire, make sure you do your groundwork. Have a bunch of people that you've tested and pre-evaluated and pre-interviewed and uh, have some people lined up before you get here that you've maybe even worked with before just jumping on a plane, getting out here and, and trying to hire a big team. Now it's fundamental for your business that you're located in the Philippines, is that correct? Yeah. I'd I, say so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, with our outsourcing company, right, we have to be here for that. And then with the AdSense Flipper stuff, I think it's just really helpful. I mean, we're gonna get probably better pricing. I mean, you know we're in Davao, right, which right. is probably about a little, little less than 50% of the price of an agent in Manila. Yes. So, I mean, that's pretty helpful. Yeah, I, I moved out here in 2009 full-time to look after the outsourcing business because it just was too hard to, to run remotely. Right. And it does require a, a big chunk of my time. So, I don't think it could be done effectively through middlemanning or Odesk people and stuff like that when it gets this big. I love what you guys are doing. Like you're really just pushing it. You're getting incredible value for your employees because you guys took such a risk. It's like if everybody's swimming one way, swimming the opposite. So if everybody's you know going to Manila, Craigslist posting, you know maybe you have to get on that airplane and head down to Davao to get a truly great value and to have a leg up on your competition. I mean that's you guys are producing these sites cheaper than anyone in the world probably at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's an amazing thing to be able to say about yourself. So yeah. maybe there's some Indians that are hot on your trail though. <laughs> could be, could be, but they can't produce the content that we can. So the final thing. In your organization you guys are doing is you're bringing in managers to basically replace yourself and implement your processes. Yeah, so we, we started off doing it ourselves, or I was doing it at first, and then I brought Joe into the, the picture as well. And then the idea is to take pieces of it and hand that off to you know one of our top agents that would be capable of doing that. So for example, we hand off some of the content writing to a content writer, one of our better content writers from our outsourcing business. So we then have her writing some of the content for the pages, right? Right. Well, after that, we said, wow, that's kind of inefficient, right? Because I, I need a whole fleet of content writers. That's not really, I don't want to have this huge staff for just content writers for ads and sites. So instead, turn her into a content manager, and she's actually outsourcing. Funny thing is, she actually hires some Americans to write our content. So she's outsourcing <laughs> to the U.S. for content writing and editing the stuff she gets back from them. Crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, we found that this model obviously works because it's just copied again from the from the BPO side, the business process outsourcing side. So that's what American companies do when they want to outsource. Right. They, they have their managers come over here train the low-level people just as they did back in the US and then simply manage them remotely and it works effectively here as well too. So let me get put you guys on the spot at the end of every episode we talk about some quick tips some small things that can really be useful in business I know we were talking about Hive desks the other day mm -hmm. something like that one piece of business advice for your fellow entrepreneurs something that you find really valuable in your business and one tool that you regularly use that might be worth experimenting with for people out there. Uh, you know, Market Samurai for keyword research, if you're doing any kind of SEO, if you're doing any kind of website building, you need a, a keyword tool. Market Samurai is the best on one, but we've had some problems for the last couple of months. Check out a, a tool called Longtail Pro. Longtail Pro? Longtail Pro. It's made by a guy at uh, nichepursuits.com, Spencer. Sharp guy, does some ads and stuff too. Definitely someone you should check out. But he made this tool that it's it's much faster. It's not nearly as robust as Market Samurai, but it's great for first page competition. So when we're looking at the first page of Google, determining whether we should buy the keyword, we can just quickly go to Longtail Pro and like you know see all the the relevant information we need to make a snap judgment. It's really good for the ones that are kind of tough nice. that we're on the edge about. 
and we use that for that. Basically. And he's very open to feature requests, bug reports, that kind of stuff. And I, I, you know, I like that kind of stuff. So cool. Yeah, and for me, I would say, you know, one of the big thing is make sure you're tracking the numbers. Make sure you're tracking cost. Make sure you're tracking time, because it's very easy to just kind of get this stuff up and then not know how long or how much it's costing you. So you know, use Google Docs. Uh, use any cloud-based system that uh, uh, you can to record all this data, so that you're device independent. And you know, if your laptop breaks or your server's down, you still have access to this information. Cloud-based. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Well, thanks for joining me here in the Philippines. It's been a fantastic weekend. Cool, man. Heading into yeah. the week now. It's fun. It's been really fun to meet you guys. And the best way to get in contact with you, some of the listeners would like to follow up on some of these ideas, is? Just go to adsandslippers.com. We've got a contact page there. Uh, you can email us, info at trybpo.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And again, thanks for writing that blog. I mean, that's the kind of blog that is really useful and entertaining for me as someone who embarking on a relatively lonely journey of trying to start a successful business. So. Well, it, it, we're so yeah, glad that you, you found it useful because you know, some of the content you put out we think is amazing. So yeah. it's great, man. Cheers, great, guys. Great. All right. All right, let's get moving on to the quick tips, tricks, and or funny joke section. Uh, first, big shout out to Joe and Justin for joining us this week. Appreciate them uh, sharing all the insider goodies on their business. Pretty amazing stuff and has been inspiring me to be much more process-oriented as we build out our team around uh, the stuff we're doing, Ian. So that's kind of the biggest takeaway for me. You don't have any quick tips this week, is that correct? Actually, I have one quick tip. I tweeted about it the other day. You know, I got hooked on this stuff when I was actually with you in Bali the last time, and that is coconut water. So I've started to kind of source it out here because uh, I'm a little bit addicted to it. I'd probably drink 10 to 12 ounces of it a day. So I stumbled upon this brand Zyco, and they seem to be pretty good. I think it's pasteurized, if I'm not uh, mistaken, but it's pretty good. And I think the cheapest place to pick it up is Trader Joe's. I've seen it in the grocery stores for about twice as much. Uh, and of course, at Whole Foods for twice as much. But I think you can get 18 to 24 ounces at Trader Joe's for like 350 So it's good for you. It's full of, I think, electrolytes and, and all that good stuff. Nature's Gatorade. Yeah. I think you can use coconut milk for like, if you have a field hospital, like an impromptu thing, you can use it to do IV drips and blood, you know, replace it with blood and stuff. I don't know, but I hear this stuff is like magic. It's delicious. This is the word from the tropics. You know, I don't have a quick tip, Ian, so I decided to put my money where my mouth is and outsource it to David, who runs the podcast. So David, please let the audience know your best quick tip. This is David. Yeah, buddy. So my quick tip for this week is one password. One password is an application for Mac and Windows and also for the iPhone. And basically, you store all your passwords, all your web logins in that application. And when you go to the website where you need it, uh, there's a button in the browser and you click that and then it automatically fills in your login information. One password also allows you to generate those hyper secure passwords. So what I did is I went and only use those super random 15 to 20 character weird number letter combinations to secure all my logins. So it's an awesome application. It's also on the iPhone. You can also store your credit card details in there. Check it out. Ian, it's another Thursday, another LBP. It was great, great to have you this time. Uh, what do you say we get moving and try to go crush it and make some cold calls? Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, Lifestyle Business Podcast. 
www.thebigcoffee.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.